Welcome to the Orion Podcast, hosted by Jessa and Laurel of A Stellar Co., a podcast that connects you with the knowledge and resources you need to drive a more conscious form of capitalism. Orion starts now. Hey, Jessa. Um, who's our guest today? Today, we have Virginie with Eco Mindset Inc. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. So good to see you. Yes, uh, hopefully soon it's going to be in person again. Um, yeah. Jessa, tell us how we, how we met. Yeah, so we were introduced to Virginie through the Tory Project. And we've spoken about the Tory Project a number of times on here. It was a business boot camp that's focused on stakeholder capitalism that Laurel and I participated in last summer, last June, I think, almost a year ago. Almost. And and then Virginie was in the second cohort after us. And we, for a seller co, went in and were presenters. And we were able to keep in touch with some of the participants in that and Eco Mindset and Virginie were um, one of the companies. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been fun. We've been staying in touch and I've been participating in an advisory role with Eco Mindset and kind of all sorts of uh, things have popped up over the last, what, 10 months. So mm-hmm. we're yes. excited to have you on here. Thank you. Thank you. And I just, like, I just like to say, um, Virginie, if you could tell us a little bit about your professional background, but I'll pull the cat out the bag is that you're a producer and all of a sudden I got very intimidated I was like oh we actually have a producer on here and I like control our like three buttons we have and I'm like oh like I got a little bit of like performance anxiety when we went live (laughs) no you look great um great great lighting great background (laughs) always can be improved but you look great thank you Um, thank you for having me and um you have been a great, um, great asset for Eco Mindset. Uh, so thank you. And uh, my, uh, yeah, my professional background. So I've been in production for 20 years. I started in France, and I moved out here um, uh, to follow my dream to be in the movies. Uh, and I had the chance to work seven years in features, and then uh, did music videos, commercials. So the whole spectrum. Uh, and here, you're talking about Hollywood, right? Just for yeah. our listeners, yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> the dreams come true. The dreams come true. That's right. That's right. That's when I made the trip. <laughs> and so with your background and, you know, you, your professional background, your day job, if you will, is a producer, and then we met you through Eco Mindset. And so can you explain to us um, Eco Mindset and what you do with that? Yeah, so um, we provide sustainability service for movie sets because a lot of people don't know is that uh, a movie comes with a lot of uh, waste. Uh, we're about, I mean, b- before COVID, we were about 100 people on the set. So you can imagine uh, we have like 20, 20 big bags of trash at the end of one day. So uh, it's how, yeah, that's how it comes to, to do something about that. So that's why we provide. We provide also food recovery, uh, composting, and other sustainable services. Right. And so if you could outline, I think, like, um, where you saw the need for eco-mindset and kind of how you started offering services. Because where you're at today, 
Like every time I talk to you, you're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're just doing it. There's so much you're adding on and finding opportunities. So can you take us through the day where you're like, okay, I need to, I need to be part of the change. I need to do this. And then where you started and kind of where you're at today at yeah. this point in time. Yeah. So it started about two years ago. Uh, uh, yeah. In two, 2018 in April, um, I was on the shoot and I unfortunately got really sick to the point where I had to drive myself to the ER, to the urgent care. Uh, and that was a big wake up call. And I need, I saw that in my life and in my job, uh, something needed to change. Uh, that wasn't a, a sustainable way to live. And, um, and so I was like, what, um, where can I change? Where, where do I start? What, what, do, what do I need to change? And it started with my life. And I got into uh, with a great book. Uh, if I can mention it, it's uh, You're Badass by uh, Jen Sincero. And it really wake me up uh, to see that, well, to change your life, you got to be the center of the change. You got to start within. So that's when I started meditation. And then, uh, you know, through social media, you saw a lot more like ocean, plastic in the ocean and pollution and uh, microplastics in food. And, and then I was looking at my daughter. I was like, oh, I'm contributing to this on my own set. And that was, I got to be the change. I got to do something about this. And I didn't know where to start. Um, and I followed meditation process and ideas comes to you and then uh source energy or uh, the universe however you want to call it really unfolds opportunities and put the right people and the right uh tools in front of you to achieve what you want to do so yeah it's like i took action and things just unfolded uh, for me to be the change and do something on my own sets that's how it started <laughs> that's great i don't actually think i knew that I know oh. that, that like journey that you went on and through like kind of the soul searching and meditation. Aspect yeah. Of that. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I, I was taught recently that I needed to share what my journey was, uh, that I was important. So. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's interesting that you're a film producer, movie producer, music videos, commercials, and yet you hadn't told your story your movie, your commercial, your, your music set, your music video. And it's, I feel it. I feel it strongly because you looked within yourself and then you looked at your daughter and you said, well, I have to be the change. I'm contributing to the problem. And you had mentioned earlier that movie sets can be really wasteful. Walk us through what sort of waste is generated on site that that kind of shocked you and that now you're focused on changing. Right. It kind of always shocked me, but I thought somehow, some ways it was taken care of. Like, no, we can possibly waste all this. You know, like when I was, you know, growing up as a kid, same thing. I was like, oh, you know, the adults got this, right? It can't be that, you know, that bad. And then you got to adult life and you're like, oh, no one is taking care of that. That's crazy. So it was kind of the same thing on set where, you know, those humongous uh, construction sets, because when you, when you go see Marvel and Captain America and all those spaceships, and I mean, there's more done on, uh, you know, computers, but at the time and, and still now, 
it's huge construction with wood and lumber and paint and plaster and all those things to make you go to the movies and everything. I mean, almost everything. There's more services that now, you know, address the recycle of sets as much as we can do, but they're not built in a way that can be upcycled. We're still doing it with nails and staples and, you know, in a safe way for it to be safe for the crew. But as far as the environment, what we can't recycle, upcycle, is but unfortunately always end up in our bins. And those goes to the landfill every time. So you have the sets and then you have the trash, regular, you know, 80 people. And some features are shooting 100 days. Uh, so you can do the calculation and then... The trash bag themselves, just the trash bag themselves, it adds up. And then the water bottles, that's the big, that was like a big shock. Uh, I never thought about it. And then it's just, I woke up to it. I was like, ooh. Right. And so to put it in scale, it's like 80 people to produce a thing on a set. And they're there for like 100 days. And for those of us that haven't been on a set, are they being fed three meals a day? Do they get snacks? Like what, what's life like on set for these people? Like why are they consuming so much stuff? Got it. Got it. So a uh, hundred days is like the big, the longest uh, features, but you can go back to small like commercials, which is one day to 10 days for the big commercials. You still have 50 to 80 people and we serve breakfast. We serve lunch. Um, and then throughout the day is what you just said, we call it craft service. And it was before COVID because now with COVID and we'll talk about it later, but it has changed tremendously. Um, but before COVID, it was snacks throughout the day. So the person would go at the table, take a little bowl, a little spoon, da -da -da, snack on, trash, nah, repeat, pick, eat, repeat, trash. You know, it was just like, whoa. and at the end you have awful amount of trash unfortunately yeah. or is it normally like like if you get a bowl of snacks and a spoon are they normally styrofoam plastic cardboard like what are they made out of so depending on on some production some production are more uh conscious about it than others but unfortunately um i can say that mostly with just regular plastic uh, I haven't seen styrofoam, although I had to kick some styrofoam out of my set from some caterers. But I don't think it's, I'm hoping it's no longer being used. Yeah. Uh, not on my set, for sure. It's not supposed to, so that I, hopefully it's not. I love that you're like, oh, I just kick them right out. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. It breaks my heart. It really is like viral. It's like, I can't do this. <laughs> so you're, you're on set. um in your role as a producer, you you woke up to the amount of waste that was being generated. And so you started this company, Eco Mindset, to play a role in the solution. So what does Eco Mindset bring to the set other than the Eco Mind? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a great point because uh, when, I, when I came up with the, the, the name and what I realized is that you need to change mindsets. You can't tell people, well, this is what you need to do, you need to do, uh, until it changes up here. Like, uh, you know, because a lot of people really can't see how it is beneficial to their health and to the planet. So, yes, mindset is one thing, but it's the, the hardest to be changed, right? Um, and then I realized 
a lot of crew and a lot of teams didn't go the sustainability way because it's too expensive. So I cater to, well, there, it's, there's no excuse. I, I've been in your shoes. I, I'm going to come up with packages and, and solutions, some solutions to be at least um, some way better. I know it's, it's not good enough, but at least we're doing less bad. Um, and so I came up with little uh, packages, bundles of single-use items, all compostables. Uh, and then the trash bag I researched for two months at home. I got a lot of samples and I tried it on my set and I finally found the first 100% recycled trash bags that can be used on set. And we're happy to have at Coyote Studios uh, in Los Angeles now on their shelves. Uh, and then um, composting was always something that I was interested in because I work a lot on tabletop shoot uh, as a production supervisor. And it was important to me to find a way to recycle all that food because when you when you look at a 30-second burger shot on TV, there's not only one burger that was shot. It's a lot of food, a lot of food. So a lot of food that's going to fly through the air and come down into one consolidated burger. Yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> and so you, you put these packages together. Um, obviously, I think we'll go into it a little more later about the trash bags because it's a fascinating world that we've been able to be involved with with you. Yeah. And so the compostable materials you bring together as a package Um and I believe that you also bring reusable water bottles, or what's the water bottle situation? So yeah, we uh, I have it right here actually. Oh. Uh, so we're using um, bottles that can be clippable to uh, to the belt, so you, and you can set it up. It stands, and then we write the crew member's name on it. So there's no excuse on uh, losing your bottle uh, because that was one of the biggest waste. Um, people just sip and put it, and oh, I don't know where it is. So you had, at the end of a five-day shoot, easily 1,200 uh, bottles just uh, like that because it's at least wow. So at least, you know, versus 1,200, I can say we have 60 bottles. And then I recoup them or they can keep them, but I'm asking not to, you know, to make sure they put it in the recycle bin and not in the regular trash. So you um, reduce the bottles used on set, like an average shoot, like commercial shorter shoot by like 1100. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, and, and my set was so clean. Like my production assistants actually came and like, I don't have to do the, the trash, you know, that often because it's so clean and there was not a 1200 bottles on, on the floor like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's, what's so great about you starting this from within because you are experienced on sets. You're not an outsider coming in and like kind of shoving this down people's throats. Like, you know how it works. And like, just like you said, like something as simple as writing the names on the bottles and then having the clip and having them collapsible and flexible for people, these, um, you know, who are running around on set all day, going back and forth, like, you know what they need and what they're going to use. Exactly being like you said changing someone's mindset if you can give them an alternative and they don't have and they have to make minimum changes or minimal changes to their behavior like they're gonna do it and so right. you're doing tools to them is like it's just no, okay. yeah. very impactful and it was amazing to see the change uh and so much love that came out of it because they were like oh my god i'm finally doing something good about my environment because they didn't know like you said you know 
how would they, they come to work and it's not their place to change how a set works. It has to come from the top. So they were like, oh, thank you so much for, this is great. And they were so enthusiastic about the bottle. And then they, they were like, making sure you have your bottle, right? You have, you know, across the sets. It was, it, it was, uh, and same thing for the plastic bags. Um, I, I had the experience of one time we ran out of the recycled trash bags and we had to bring the virgin plastic and I got yelled at by my production assistant. (laughs) 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 So that touched my heart. Like, so I was like, wow, I actually got in there. Yeah. That's amazing. And it comes, like you said, it comes from the the top. Like, so you're, for you to be in a leadership position and have that decision and that authority to tell, for example, the caterers to be like, no styrofoam on my set. Like you are like driving that change. And then when people see the leaders do it, they're going to follow suit. It's not just enough to talk the talk. You're walking the walk as well. And then obviously yeah, like, no, totally. the tools to do that too. No, no, that's uh, and that that's how I, when I woke up to it, is I was in the same shoes as them. It's like, well, I'm going to wait for someone to tell me what to do. And then it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Be the and that's what all the, yeah, the inner work really works. <laughs> yes. And then, and when you start implementing those changes and it's, it's, you know, monkey see, monkey do. So then monkey does it. And then they get in the habit of it and they become their whole environment. Now, now they're aware of how clean it is. Now they're aware of how less waste they've produced and generated and they can't go back. So you've made, you made the change so visible that people are speaking up for it and you fulfilled a real need. I I mean, I'm assuming that there is aside from the waste being generated and the, and the general drive for people to be a part of the solution that takes care of the planet was there are your clients, your customers, is there a market for them? Are they going, I want to have the eco mind. I'm going to hire Virginie to do all of the craft services for my set because she's got it all sorted. What, what does your client base look like? So our client base is uh, production companies and production supplies companies. Uh, we provide supplies to movie sets. That's where we want our products to be because I didn't want to add more work to my coworkers, my colleague. I'm like, oh, I have to plan on picking up one more thing because our days uh, are pretty, pretty crazy prior to the shoot. So I just wanted to make it really easy. Just put it in the truck, one-stop shop. So that's why I, I want my products to be at production supply companies. Um, and then there are craft service uh, people because it is a, a craft. Uh, it's a local in Los Angeles. And one of my biggest clients is um, Smoothie Craft Service. And he loves, and yeah, he feels like he's contributing to, to a healthier planet. And that's how, I, that's how it's going to change. Uh, the film studios are doing also, you know, they have their own vendors. They have their own policies. Uh, they do have a sustainable cert, uh, in a department. Or there, but so there's effort made. There's, I think, different services, different startups want on the same mission of a better planet. Uh, but I think each of us have a specific little nugget to add to to the fight. And I I feel like I I feel like coordinating all that and and 
and not reinvent the wheel every time that, oh, I need to do like he does. And I'm like, no, you already mastered that. Can we somehow include you in our services? And so it's, it's, it's an ever-changing um, service because it needs to evolve on how we, how we trash and, and, and the technology is also available. I think it's really important for our entrepreneurs out there, our business owners, our entrepreneurs, everyone to hear that it was not you going in there and telling people how to do their jobs because they're really good at the thing that they do. It's you're just making it more streamlined, more efficient. You know where their mind is at when they're on um, set production, how, what, all the things that they have to do and the timing of them and when it all leads up. So your point is, I'm not going to make your job harder. I'm going to make your job easier and you're going to feel better afterwards too. I mean, the entertainment industry is all about the feels, right? So here you are, you're filling that need to feel good about the work that they're doing. I, I think yeah. it's brilliant. And, and like you say, there's there's a need for that. And they don't know, they, they might do it at home, but they don't know how to bring it to work. And it was, it's definitely a need and it's gonna it's gonna grow with the COVID situation. I think it, it was a wake up call for a lot of people. Like, ah, oh, I have to be healthy and I can contribute to a healthier planet as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it has to, it has to be easy. You can't, it doesn't work when you're like, <laughs> Yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, a big piece of this is like for eco mindset, like you saw, like everything that you and Laurel are both saying is that you saw opportunity for change to make improvement. And then you went out and like procured all these products yourself and you tested them to see what would hold up on set. And so you tested, I really want to talk about the bags, but you tested all these uh, compostable bags and bags made from recycled material and so you know that they worked on set. And I actually think about you probably a couple times a week because I bought these compostable bags from Whole Foods. And I'm like, okay, Jessa, walk the walk, do your part. And they break every time. I like pull the bag out and it's just like leaking and there's holes. And I'm like, I need Virginia's bags. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. And so I think that's another key point is like people can rely on you too. And so when you say, hey, I've, I bought you a better product that's or it's more sustainable, better for the environment, reduce waste, and you can trust it because I've done this research and I'm using it on my sets. And so you can rely on it too. And you're taking all that work out of for someone, like you said, to like go and figure that out. You're just like yeah. bringing it to them and making it easy and the obvious yeah. choice. Right. No, because okay, yeah, that was the missing that was what was missing was we didn't have we didn't have a choice in Los Angeles to use what and what product, but it's just like here it is. Like, uh, well, I'm not happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's important to have a choice and make people realize they have a choice. <laughs> and so, um, okay, can we talk about the bags? Let's talk about the bags. bags. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, so you want me to say how it started? Yeah, yeah. So same thing. While I was uh, trying to, you know, build Eco Mindset, I came across um, this amazing company, uh, and I ordered a few samples of their different bags that they had, and their name is Envision. And Envision um, has this amazing mission to offer employment opportunities to blind people 
or impaired vision people. And I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Uh, and I tried. I was like, wow, they're actually holding up. So I called Envision and I was like, I, I need your bags in L.A. to, to be our choice of, uh, you know, our preference or sustainability choice. And they're 100% recycled. So 70% pre-consumer and 30% post. And uh, they basically recoup those from, uh, they're located in Kansas, and they recoup all the, where are you from, Jessa? Right? Missouri, I'm from the Missouri side. Missouri, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but they're recouping from, you know, miles and miles and miles of plastic put, being put in the fields to keep the moisture in the field. So they take that, clean it, and make plastic bags out of it. And I found this, and they helping such a, a, an amazing community. And um, because of you guys, I had the chance and the great pleasure of meeting them and going see meet their crew and meet Bob, uh, that is um, uh, head of the development. It was an amazing experience. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's so funny because you know, I mean, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a little bit about like the bags <laughs> themselves and how we got to this end. So you had done all this testing. You're like, this is the bag I want to use. But from a business standpoint, part of your challenge was the packaging of the bags. Like you knew like exactly how they needed to be packaged for how they needed to be used on set and kind of going back, like, you know what people needed and what they're going to use. And so when they're running around all day, like grabbing these bags, they need them rolled. They need them to come off and like be perforated or already unteared and just like, go, go, go. But these these bags weren't packaged like that. And so no. Virginie and her, her daughter, <laughs> her first job, were hand rolling these bags for client delivery. With the help of uh, my former business partner, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because you, you wanted these bags so badly, they met your quality standards and you took care of your clients so much that you hand rolled. <laughs> I was like, it needs to be, needs to somehow happen so whatever it takes (laughs) I mean it's such a great founder story because I think that's such kind of like what differentiates entrepreneurs is that you see an obstacle and you don't stop you find a way around it and so for you saying oh they don't ship the bags the way they're wanted I I guess they can't use them or I'm going to deliver them to my clients and they're going to be unhappy and they won't use them again in the future you found a way around it even though it's pretty labor intensive and to be fair, to be fair, to do a, a little uh, uh, backstory on this, uh, I I found those bags and they were like you said, not packaged correctly. And one of my uh, really good friend that is in the production supply business, uh, I was like, you you gotta try, you gotta at least have a few boxes for PAs and you know for teams to try. And I'm like, this is how they come. You're like, well. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, we'll take care of this. We'll, we'll, we'll roll them for you. And so that's how it came to, I'm like, what? You can actually, he's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And I actually stand, uh, I met the person that was rolling the bag that had the, the clever idea of rolling the bag. I was like, that's it. That's what we need to do. But like for a pallet, so you're talking about 250 boxes. And that's time consuming. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah, them hired me because they knew it wasn't going to work in their truck. You just put it in there that that came up with that uh, clever idea. 
But the other thing he's done is he's like, Virginia, you're not going to roll them yourself. I'm like, yeah. Yep. That's what we do. (laughs) We put our big girl panties on and go roll some trash bags. Deliver. Well, and I had a a lot of help for a lot of help from my former uh, business partner at the time that was really motivated also to make it happen, to make a difference. So that was cool. That was a great, yeah. Sharing credit. Yeah. And, um, meeting them, I mean, going and traveling with you and meeting and vision. I mean, it was like, uh, wow. I didn't know all this was behind the scenes of their nonprofit organization. It was just uh, uh, amazing. Well, yeah. And that's what, I mean, you had always wanted to visit Envision visit and understand, like, because it was very important for you to support them and their mission. And then the reason we went to visit them was to ask them about, if they would be able to package the bags differently so they didn't need to be hand-rolled. And yeah, so we were very fortunate to tour their facility and their services for blind and vision impaired people is is remarkable. I mean, they said people come from all over the world to Wichita, Kansas for this world-class facility. And they talk about like a regenerative model. Like they think of everything from start to finish and back around again. And it is... Yeah, yeah. Very inspiring. And they have like a research. I mean, it goes, yeah, from the research department to the daycare of uh, blind kids. Or I mean, it's just an amazing thing. Organization. Yeah, providing jobs, training. Yeah, it's it's yeah. remarkable. And oh, another thing I was going to say as part of this, because this bag, this bag thing has been such a challenge um, or kind of like, it, it wasn't a, cha- it was much as like, it's like, how do you grow and how do you scale knowing and how do you like serve more clients knowing that this bag packaging is going to be an issue. My friends um, refer to you as the bag lady. So trash bags, trash lady. Yeah. Yeah, but that's so important. And and Envision, to their credit, were very open and receptive and they understood the challenge. And I mean, this is still underway. This was right before COVID hit. Um, But they were very agreeable to finding out the best way to work with Eco Mindset and get you what you needed. Right. Um, So COVID kind of put a pause on that, but I think it's going to, I mean, it's something you can't stop. It's not like because COVID. You're like, no, it's okay. We pause, but we're still right. working. We're gonna, we're gonna bring them uh, business and and make those bags because they're they're one step into into a loop. You know, we're not putting that much more plastic, uh, virgin plastic out there. Mm-hmm. It's this relationship that Eco Mindset, Estellarco, and Envision have is one of the tenets of stakeholder capitalism and regenerative business practices is where you are very thoughtful and strategic about every step in your supply chain. So when you're trying to reduce waste on set, it's not just the number of things generated, but what goes in and the inputs to that. And when you found these quality trash bags that met your standards for um, post-consumer recycled content, uh, reducing waste at the source, reusing materials, and you go and visit them, and it's a, a, a nonprofit organization that not only employs vision-impaired people but takes care of their families. They employ stakeholder capitalism themselves. They are a full, almost a closed loop, I would, I would argue, a closed loop system where they're educating, hiring, 
and creating value for the whole community and everyone that's impacted by that community. And so that is one point in your supply chain that is crucial to you fulfilling your mission. When your missions align, nothing can get in your way. And I'm at Estelar Co., I'm a, I'm a big believer in this. Like Jessa said, it was an obstacle. I mean, you can imagine, you know, entrepreneurs doing the math right now, trying to figure out how much time and the opportunity cost of your time to roll all those bags, what it must have cost you to, to bring us on board and as a team, like figure this out. And it's a big accolade to envision, to inviting us in. They took us into their home and walked you through and showed you all of the things and were so open and free with their information. This, even though I didn't get to go with you, I felt like I was there because I could just like I could just like feel the joy. Like it was meant it was meant to be because you led with that love and you got it back. Like you attracted what you wanted. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm so excited for it to move forward. <laughs> me too. Me too. I can't wait. I can't wait for that too. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned uh, life is a little bit different in COVID for Eco Mindset. How have you? We know the bags are on hold. Um, how have you adapted? You've implemented some new strategies, I think, to, to pivot in your business plan. Um, walk us through one big thing that, uh, or as many as you want, that you've been able to implement now that, um, you know, it's been locked down and social distancing. Hollywood's been significantly affected. Yeah. So, yeah, because, so shut down pretty much uh, right away. Like we didn't have a uh, rehearsal or anything to <laughs> just stay home. Um, it took, uh, it gave me the opportunity of, I always was chasing kind of my tail and I wondered, um, so it, I took the time to actually get into rebranding and marketing to really understand the difference, to really understand the, the, what, what it was, what it was. So I, I had the chance to revamp my website you know, through COVID. So I'm really thankful for that because I was never going to have the time before. <laughs> uh, and that kind of uh, gave, uh, opened, opened it to opportunities. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, which I partner with, uh, is into cleaning and he uses uh, environmentally friendly product. So he pivoted his, his business to cater to set. And he was like, do you want to partner with that and, and, and rep uh, Modi um, on your sets? And I was like, well, yeah, it's safe for the crew. It's safe for the environment. And it benefits my community. I'm helping others. Yeah, uh, done. Absolutely. We'll, we'll provide cleaning service, sanitizing, because it's really not cleaning uh, service. It's really killing viruses and molds and things like that um, to keep our crew safe. So yeah, that was a big, a big thing. And then I got into trying to get into PPE supplies, but it's not an easy, <laughs> easy thing done. And again, uh, the thing that really, really is, it's tough uh, in Hollywood right now is, uh, is trying to make a movie, trying to make a commercial with 10 to 20 people. And that's it. Uh, so it, I don't know. I have to, yeah. Well, and until we, I mean, in Los Angeles, I can talk for LA, LA County, uh, but until we reopen, it's kind of we can anticipate as much as possible. But it's when we get back to to the field that we can really adapt our product and services to to be to make sense. And so with 
eco mindset now. So like the services and products you offer just so for clarity. So you have the bags, the bags made from recycled materials that are compostable. They're not compostable. They're not compostable. Oh, sorry. They are 100% recycled. Okay. So, uh, compostable bags can be durable on set. They're too thin. They're good for like garden and leaves and stuff like that or paper. Um, yeah. Ter- terrible for the home. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So recycled bags and then you have the reusable collapsible water bottles that clip on. Yeah. That are, yeah. And then you also have it. I don't know if you mentioned this, but you have like the oh, is it compostable cutlery and yeah, compostable supplies? Yeah, yeah, cups and cutleries, uh, hot cups, cold cups, lids, um, all that we single use item. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, like, I like our uh, hot cups because it, do- it doesn't burn your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Not mushy when it gets hot. And it doesn't need a sleeve because it's doubled with a PLA. So it keeps your finger nice and cold and you don't need a sleeve. So you, you waste like less. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah, that reduces that there too. And then, or excess waste, as you say. And then you also do composting, right, for food waste so on set? We used to do composting, but right now, right now I got to say, we don't know how we can go back to composting, but other, other, yeah, I, I have to see what it is like on set to be able to see if we can, if we can do it. But the goal is to keep doing it for sure. So right. And, uh, food recovery, because the, I think the, the, one of the first sh- uh, shoots we're going to have is food table, uh, table, tabletop, what we call it for the food burgers and, and all that. So, yeah, I'm keeping, uh, and I'm doing this with a, a company that I met uh, in San Diego during the uh, Women's Venture Summit last year, Guder. So we, uh, I partner with Guder to do the food oh, recovery. Yeah, yeah. And uh, last year we we were able to um, divert about five ton of food back to the shelters, um, back to uh, food banks. So that was huge. Wow. Yeah. Is, and so with the composting right now, is that just, so when things go back, when like production's back on, I guess, at even a reduced capacity, do you see then, you don't think you'll be able to compost food waste at that point? Mm, uh, yeah, we might be able to uh, just pricing and, and see how it makes sense. Um, it's just, uh, we're going to adjust it, but no, it's, it's still possible it's just, um, it's going to be hard to see how the quantity of what 20 people, you know, I might just be in, end up with just this. Well, that's good <laughs> though, right? There's less to compost. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's tricky. <laughs> the composting is tricky. Composting is very tricky. Yeah. And, and, and it varies by region. So it's, it's a whole, food systems are a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. The in LA, uh, Athens is uh, is a big uh, composting company that helps uh, universities. They have big accounts with universities, so oh, yeah, that's cool to know that they're doing that. And then uh, before COVID, we were about to um, partner with another company called Earth Angels, that are based in New York, and they're training. Uh, so they're they're working on this <laughs> for the crew, and we were about to do a, a training for. Uh, a program named Streetlights, and it's a program that 
uh, train minorities to film sets. So when they they graduate, they like set ready. They know what a call sheet is. They know how to address people on set. They know what how to use a walkie. You know all those little things that you don't think about. They're ready. So we wanted uh, with Earth Angel add a sustainability training because that's where that's where it, it, it happens. Um, I trained a few of my team and they were so thrilled to be making a difference. They're yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. I'm down. I'm, I'm going to recycle. <laughs> yeah, when we were working with you and you told us about Earth Angels and I mean, that's that's eco mindset. You're changing the mindset of people by being able to train them and give them the knowledge and the resources that they need to hit the ground running right away. Um, I'm a big fan of that. What other um, partnerships do you have? I mean, you've mentioned a few. It's, it sounds to me like partnerships are key for getting things done. I think so. Cause it's, it's hard enough to, like you said, I'm, I, I don't think I should be re reinventing the wheel when someone already mastered it and we're on the same fight. It's not like, you know, I'm asking Pepsi to meet Coke and say, yay, we'll get into the drink together. Uh, it's just like we have the same goal is to make a, a healthier planet and, and reduce our carbon footprint. So why not, why not um, partner into this fight, join forces, you know? Mm -hmm. And what um, I, you've told us this, but our listeners are going to be interested in where do you envision uh, eco mindset going like do you want to be um, virginy with uh, strategic partners do you want to grow to have employees what do you want it to look like in the future uh, definitely with employees that can coordinate all those partnerships <laughs> <it's gonna laughs> grow. Uh, and we were about to do a TV show before COVID so I'll definitely uh, do more of that uh, when that comes back uh, yeah I see myself um uh, or with with a team behind us and uh, coordinating all those efforts, make sure that we can tell a story without having our behind the scene filled with trash. Um, the key, <laughs> make sure the film studios, you know, get into more of that. Um, yeah, that's how I, and then, yeah, and I, I haven't talked about Opsiclia, but that's another, that's another subject too. Yeah, I didn't talk about your partnership with Upcyclia. Yeah, so uh, they provide, I mean, it's a platform and they create, they introduced uh, the circular economy into the construction uh, of buildings to make, uh, to reduce carbon footprint, uh, to get an indicator on the toxicity of your building and to make sure that um, you, you can have a, a residual value at the end of the life of your building. So this is really exciting onto a healthier planet as well because there's nothing that's touching the ground. Nothing's going back to landfills. Everything is being upcycled. And in the movie industry, when we're building sets and we're building film studios, that's going to play a, a key, a, yeah, it's going to be a big player, I think, for future. Yeah, I'd recommend... Um uh, visiting their website and learning about them. It, it's been a joy to get to know them through you and what they're good at. I like their platform. Um, the transparency is excellent. It helps bring awareness, make connections with the people um, that each client needs to ensure that it is a circular economy. So at its, at its basis, it's a connection. Um, yeah. 
connection for good, really. And yeah, all the all the way. Like they're working. Uh, uh, we're working on the U.S. because we want to introduce the circular economy to buildings in the U.S. That's our big goal to change the world, and and it's inevitable anyway. So. People are like, no, 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 but they have to get into it anyways. Uh, but they're working with Levi's uh, um, and how to recoup denim and how to recycle the fiber and, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's definitely. great. I mean, that's a huge, like, American brand, like, bought into yeah. it. And it's global, too, because they're, they're big in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I mean, you had mentioned the construction industry and you mentioned Levi's and the film industry. What types of companies does Upcyclia, or I, I guess I should say, should work with Upcyclia? Like, what does it make sense for? Yeah, so um, real estate investment, uh, real estate developers, asset managers, architects, um, to really use their database of picking the right material and then making sure you, you follow that through and that who else can use that material within the life of the building. Uh, for example, the, the carpet, um, you know, in the building you have thousands of square meters of carpet. And in seven years, you're gonna have to change all of that. So Obsiclea will create ecosystem with the players around the country and maybe around, the, I mean, our goal is around the world and see what's, you know, cost-effective and a sustainable way to upcycle everything that, that is component of a building. And this is done through like the web-based platform where you can log in and track your metrics. Exactly. And your, yeah. and your supplies and inventory or like your yeah. waste. We ask every manufacturer, we can uh, create free accounts to every manufacturer for them to put their material to be seen on the scene of real estate developers. Uh, if, and all of this is based on the cradle-to-cradle design. So if they're already into the process of cradle-to-cradle, they need visibility in, in the domestic and the national scene and the platform is giving that to them. It's, it's, it's really an amazing tool. It's kind yeah. of like a marketplace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pick mm-hmm. and then at the end you have a, a circular signature and you're, oh my God, I'm, I'm, you know, this indicator, this indicator, and then you rank into the, the new legislations. Basically you're now up to date. You, you were able to accomplish what the government and what what you, your goal in sustainability were. Yeah. The sleep. <laughs> yeah. Does Virginie ever go to bed? <laughs> Rarely. No. <laughs> I <have to> be. <laughs> Good for you. No, I love it. I think it's so amazing. All the things you're doing and, you have an idea and you just go for it and you just figure it out. And it's all the progress you made is so inspiring. And even for us, like for us, for a seller co, it's just great to like catch up with you and hear like the momentum you have and the new ideas. And every, every time we speak with you, it's like, I talked to this person, I met this, we're going to try this new project. And it's, it's funny great. because you say that, that really, uh, that really touches me because in COVID, you're pretty much all alone in your apartment, and I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. Like I haven't done enough, you know. I'm no, it's not, you know. So I'm I'm glad that you you have another eye pair of eyes, and they're like, no, you're really, really doing pretty well, and keep going. So that's yeah, motivates me. Yes, you're making significant progress. You've 
you've not let the COVID obstacle be a true obstacle. You've let it be the way and you're pivoting and you're addressing it. You're doing more things online. I encourage people to visit Virginie on her Instagram at Eco Mindset Inc. And watch to watch your videos where you where you share your stories. I'm so glad that you're doing that. I I feel like yeah, your stories, I stories are so helpful. Something I felt, uh, and it was after that business bootcamp. I was like, I got to do something to add values to my friends and to other people. And I just feel like, oh, mindset, positive mindset. Let's share that positivity. <laughs> yeah, and with that, I mean your. Your values and the way you conduct business and your personality is what attracted uh, Jessa and me to you to help work with you after Tory Project. We just felt the connection, shared mission, shared values. Jessa and I do not like waste at all. <laughs> but we're trying to get rid of it all. And and you are a pioneer in that space. And I'm just so grateful to be one of your conscious constellations, that you're one of our conscious constellations. I'm thanking you. No, thank you for being that star, that beacon in in that dark sky. Like, yes, people are sharing the same thing. And you're you're amazing. The connections that you guys have in this universe are, whoa, (laughs) the biggest, the starry sky. (laughs) <laughs> so on brand <laughs> yeah right so it's, true though all those dots ask ask you guys and you'll connect <laughs> yes i mean that's what that's what brings us joy and like having you on orion to share uh your story and to share it with other people i mean when we do these podcasts there's our whole supply chain that hasn't met you yet they get to meet you and our whole audience gets to meet you. And that's what brings Jessa and I significant joy is being like, look at the person that we met. Look at all the cool stuff they're doing. Check out what they do. Like, let's do this kind of thing. And I'm so grateful that you came on board and, and told us all the things. Cause I just, I'm just amazed by the work that you do. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been a great inspiration and, and doers that, yeah, and, uh, that that energy, that power that you have is is priceless. It's wow. I'll take it all day, all week. <laughs> Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you for the kind words. Oh, of course. No, you're you're amazing. You're, you're an amazing team together. Whoa, <laughs> things happen. Thank you. Yeah, we yes, we really appreciate that. We don't do our good work without partnerships as well, and so we're grateful to have have you and Jessa I don't know do we have live questions I've got one gentleman texting because he doesn't want to sign up to the YouTube channel (laughs) well please no we don't have live questions at the moment so yeah we can take a text (laughs) caller (laughs) I know on the spot Virginie okay the question is when you go to a movie set what is your pitch for eco mindset when I go to where? To a movie set, a big film or a film producer. What's your pitch for them to use eco mindset? Oh, um, that budget is not a, an excuse. That there's no, uh, there's no way not to be. You can't afford not to be sustainable, and we'll make it work with your budget. Um, but you have no choice. <laughs> there's no, no, yeah, there is no going. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. There is no choice. Your budget restrictions are no excuse not to not to be sustainable. Not don't, don't um, pardon my naivete. Don't film production sets have a quite a large budget, and like what? How large is? Uh, I guess the craft services and the crew feeding the crew and all that, how big of a line item is that in a film production budget? I mean, it, it depends on the nature of the project, of course, you know, uh, you, know you can go as low as a photo shoot. Those could be pretty expensive too. It really depends. But uh, if you want to see a percentage, because um, our department takes most of the, the budget, uh, then you have locations, you have to pay the permit and where are you shooting. So it really depends if you're shooting in a castle or if you're shooting in the street. Um, uh, it's, and then it depends on the size of your crew. But to do an average uh, in Los Angeles, and again, in New York, it's different. Or in Chicago, uh, Atlanta is different. But here in LA, the average per person is between 20, you know, 25 to 20 to $30 a day to feed one person for breakfast and lunch. That's significant, I feel. Yeah, and you you should add, and it depends again if it's union and non-union. Uh, so you pay for the union driver, so that's more expensive um, versus having a caterer dropping it off. So it really depends, but I think, yeah, the, the price starting at $25 to 30 and you have to add the, the time card in the payroll of the, the, the chefs and the assistant chefs. That's significant. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. And do so, they, do they normally, so we'll focus on California instead of New York at the moment. Do they have to pay for the waste to be picked up and hauled away or is that provided by the city? service like is it independent waste hauling or no so it depends on the on the nature of the shoot if you're uh, shooting on stage then it's the stage and their contractors or whoever they sign the waste management with so it could be waste management or republic or athens uh, depending on the contract when we're shooting on location uh, we usually hire uh, a trash pickup and it's usually uh, a uh, private um usually is set security at the end of the day and that picks mm -hmm. up the for commercials uh, and they recycle it hopefully but really we <laughs> don't know what happens to it uh, mm -hmm. on those there is um, uh, a service called uh, with anytime rentals uh, they rent pods and the TV shows rent them and then they put any trash in those pods and then anytime rental just picks it up and then they have a facility up here in the valley uh, in, in L.A. where they can recycle and have different um, areas and then bring them to the recycle centers. So it's a service. Mm -hmm. If Got you have it. the and, and you're L.A. You know, certified, I mean, you have to go through, like you were saying, a hauler. And it's, it's a lot of work. I can imagine. I can imagine there's there's some cost savings there if you're reducing the amount that you're generating, then you're reducing the amount you're hauling away, which means you're reducing the amount that you have to spend on the hauler contract and all of that. So I can see how it there is a, a cost argument 
to be made. And I love, you know, we've been advised through our advisors that we should work with the entertainment industry, which we are through you, because it appeals to the feelings and storytelling appeals to the feelings. And so even if there is a cost argument to be made, it doesn't matter because people remember how you made them feel on set and they remember if they felt guilty or if they felt good. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you can't really put the price on guilt. So <laughs> you're, I mean, you're addressing that. And you're making people happy. I guess you don't have to quantify the number of smiles. You just know that there right. are more smiles. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a big, uh, a big point. That's, that's true. Well, we're coming to our end. So please, if you don't mind, do us the favor of giving us your three-point landing or your three key takeaways that you want our audience to remember as they move forward. Okay, so number one, that you can be the change. Don't wait for something outside to tell you what to do because the answer is within. If you take the time to slow down and to listen, there's plenty of meditation things you can do. So that's number number two um, to be um, to recycle and to find ways in your home uh, to be more sustainable. There's tons of uh, resources nowadays. There's no excuse not to be educated about it. There's community gardens. There, like volunteer into those those uh, activities uh, as much as possible. Even online now, they're doing virtual gardening or virtual composting things like that so it's available to you educate yourself and then number three uh it would be to be healthy so not only your body needs to be healthy but you got to keep your mind healthy and that's the only way you're going to be able to keep your environment healthy and we need that to survive like for generation to come filmmakers need to be making more amazing stories but they need to keep that planet healthy <laughs> and that's to stay healthy up here. Great reminder. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That was great. Yes. Hopefully we'll have you back again after COVID when we can regroup on all your big strategies. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. So, so glad yeah, you're part of the team and so glad to be part of your team. Thank you. All right. Send it, Jessa. Thanks for listening and visit astellar.co. That's A-S-T-E-L-L-A-R dot C-O for reference materials from the podcast and to connect with Jessa and Laurel. Foxhole Studios specializes in audio production and can work remotely to meet your audiovisual needs whether you live in San Diego or not. Getting a podcast started? Contact the team at info at foxholestudios.com for any and all inquiries.